Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, and keynote speaker. And I am really looking forward to today's chat on Well Played, which is part of On Podcast Media Network. Definitely check out the other podcasts there. Today, we have with us Devin Aller, and we are chatting about kind of this exciting time, this moment, if you will, this, this moment I just... I'm super excited to sort of capture, and that is this moment where you kind of learn about gamification for the first time, and you're just, you're pumped and sort of ready to do something new, and uh, Devin is in that spot, so before we get started, Devin, if you want to introduce yourself, that would be fantastic. Yeah, uh, so like you said, my name's Devin Aller. Um, I teach in a district uh, in a suburb of Toledo in Northwest Ohio. It's actually the district that I grew up and went to school in. And nice. so a lot of my uh, a lot of my coworkers and colleagues are people who were once my teachers. Um, this is my fifth year teaching. My first year is at the high school, and then these last four, um, through some movement at the high school, I got bumped to the middle school. And it was one of those moves. I thought, man, like the first chance I get, I'm going back to the high school. Like yeah. high school is is my calling. And after that first year of the middle school, I'm like, you know what? Maybe the middle school is where I'm meant to be yes. and there's been multiple yeah and there's been multiple times where stuff has opened up at the high school i'm like you know what this is where i'm supposed to be this is really the middle school setting is where i can be the most you know beneficial for students so that's, i love it that's awesome to hear uh as a fellow middle school social studies teacher uh i think you you nailed it it's like it's what somebody's calling is you know like none of these are better or worse it's just what is what is what is it for you? And I absolutely love teaching the middle school. That has definitely been my calling. So it's fun to hear somebody else sort of find find that that niche because yeah. they are just I love it. Like those kids, they're at that moment. Uh, talk about yeah. a moment in time, right? Like they're they are they are like lumps of clay. They're not even like starting to be characters yet. It's no. like for me, I see them as a lump, you know. Yeah. And then and you can sort of sort of get that that character going. And then, you know, in the high school, you're doing all the finishing touches and everything else like that. Yeah. No, that's that's fantastic. I absolutely love it. So uh, let's let's get down to some business. So uh, maybe maybe we should sort of tell a little people how we got connected here, because I, I don't know. I think it's kind of a funny story. Uh, so, yeah. Sure. <laughs> so th- this all went down. I don't think it was even less than it was less than 24 hours. Yeah. Um, you know, so I got your book explore, uh, like a pirate for Christmas. And, um, I put out a tweet on my, on my teacher, uh, Twitter page, you know, should this be the last read of 2020 or the first read of 2021? And, um, it was one of those Christmas night. I opened it up, I read a few pages and then the very next day, uh, the, the day before you tweet at, or send me that message, I think I read, probably 90% of the book. I couldn't put it down. And it was one of those. And I, I really don't, I, and I'm not a big reader for being a history teacher. I'm not a big reader. And so for me to sit down and read for, you know, two hours, uh, I looked up at the clock and it was 1245 in the morning. And I, it was one of those, like, I need to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and, and I don't remember the last time I had one of those moments, but, um, and I'm, I'm a big note taker. Mm-hmm. As I read, it doesn't matter what kind of book it is. And your, your book is filled with notes and highlights and, you know, light bulbs for nice. ideas and, and links to it. And, uh, it, it, you know, then you messaged me, uh, yesterday on Twitter and saying, Hey, do you want to come on? And 
I show my wife right away. I'm like, hey, look, like he, he actually wants me on. Like this is, you know, and so it's it's been a pretty fun, what, three days? Yeah. It's all taken, yeah, all, all taken place in three days. Well, like I said uh, at the intro, I, I, I want to capture this moment because I remember lightly a little bit when I decided to start gamifying and it was this little bit of an epiphany and I wanted to get it out there and try this and, you know, I, I definitely stumbled my way through it because there wasn't a resource for me to read through or anything but uh you know and then to see your tweet i was like well this this, this gentleman's like in that moment so i'm curious mm-hmm. you know so you you read the book uh mm-hmm. which is awesome in terms of like your story of couldn't put it down i dig that obviously uh and thank you for yeah uh, and whoever got you the book thank you thank them <laughs> oh i will yeah <laughs> uh and well i guess so i'm curious you know, what's, what's some of the things that when you were reading it sort of stood out, something that like really like captivated you? There's a, there's a lot in that, that book. There is. And I think, you know, I had done something similar in the years past with putting my students into teams and we had a competition uh, I call it the, the Aller Academic League. Nice. And for me, it was just trying to create that sense of collaboration and, and teamwork. And then, you know, uh, six teams in the class, the top four get to move on to the playoffs and, and they play for a trophy. Um, and for me reading this book, it opened up that idea that, you know, instead of creating this sort of offshoot, it's just all about competition. I can create a scenario or a world that's going to bring in, I mean, I would say 99.9% of my students, Mm -hmm. if I do this, will be involved because before the students who maybe weren't the best students, but they liked competition, they love the AAL. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for students who really didn't care for competition, they didn't see the point. They still saw this as school. Yep. So I think if I can put them in this scenario um, for, for a whole year, it doesn't matter if you're competition-based and you want to level up or if you just really love stories and you're, and you're into that, this is going to fit every student in my classroom. No, that was definitely kind of my experience. Like there is no magic silver bullet, but this has captured the sort of attention and, and sort of the hearts and minds of the majority of my students by far compared to anything I've ever done. Uh, and like you said, there's, there's sort of something in there for everyone. And I love that you highlighted right away the idea that gamification like sometimes people see it as like, well, that's highly competitive and it's actually like, no, you're actually giving a reason for collaboration. Like it, it yeah. actually can be the opposite. Uh, and then as you pointed out, when you're creating a sort of a story or a scenario in which the kids are going to play out, it, you're, you're, you're giving them sort of the hero's journey a little bit, right? Like you're giving them a, something to overcome, something to do. And a lot of times that can be collaborative in nature that, we need to work together to defeat this or to collect enough resources or, you know, overcome this boss. Um, yeah. And I still like the, you know, you brought up having, you know, guilds and, and houses and with that, I can still, you know, I have somewhat of a, of an idea just from past experience, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of having the classes and I'll give them different names, obviously, instead of being, you know, a, a class or something like that. Um, but just, you know, the idea that you, you are competing against yourself and others. Uh, you're competing with your different classes to see, you know, what class has the better, 
you know, has the most points. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, we're going to progress through this and I've got a couple ideas, you know, progressing through the curriculum and incorporating the curriculum into our storyline directly. Um, I always like doing that. That's kind of fun when, I don't know, maybe I think this is a middle school thing. I, I don't definitely say necessarily recommend or like make sure you do this kind of thing, but for the middle schooler to sort of live a little bit into the thing that they're reading, like if you're an English teacher and they're reading, you know, whatever, uh, lightning thief, you know, to like apply a bit of those themes or to have some of those things take place in your game, that, that can be highly motivating to, to the students. So, uh, well, and I think and you probably agree too. social studies is like one of the best places for that. I mean, to bring history alive and, and I'll, I don't know the history that that you teach. I, I go from ancient Greece to exploration. So I have to try to make a bunch of dead philosophers and explorers seem exciting to 11. That's a nice that's a nice range, though. I, I go from like Mesopotamia to to uh, explorers so wow that is a lot of history to cover in a year <laughs> so you that seems like a walk in the park like <laughs> yeah yeah no kid i mean it's been so it, it, we've done different things we've held funerals for caesar uh we've done uh greek olympics which you talk about a few times and so mm-hmm. instead of making that um you know just a fun thing to do for a week we're going to incorporate that into my game yeah. Uh, you know, the, the Greek Olympics. And so, you know, we try to run these simulations or or somewhat simulations in my classroom at least once per unit. And now seeing how we can integrate that into the game and how there's more opportunities to do that. Uh, I'm really excited for next school year. I mean, I, I'm really excited for nice. next school year. Again, I can see it on your face. You're pumped. Uh, and that's, I think that's one of my favorite parts about gamification is it, it, for me opens up this like creative side of your classroom it, it opens up yeah. like you know I'm, I'm not trying to say that scope and sequence and like what your district wants isn't good things those are all like those are all like meaningful things but they are also like cold like accountant type education right like we must do yeah. these things we must like then you're the teacher in front of the students and you're excited to like capture their attention and capture their like minds and you know, get excited about it. And like looking at your scope and sequence, you're like, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> I tell you, I, I've never had a parent email me, you know, like one, one of those good emails or, or you get a card at the holidays and, yeah. and they say, we really love your lesson on Socrates and Plato. Yeah, like and, that was and awesome. Timmy, Timmy loved the idea that you brought it. it. It's always, you know, they, they love coming to class. They're excited. They love the activities. They love the discussion or they like playing the review games. There's, it's the experiences that you do to teach that scope and sequence. Yeah. And like you said too, I think it works a lot better in the middle school than it would, you know, in some of the other levels. Um, and so, uh, like I said earlier, coming to the middle school has been a, a game changer for me as a teacher. Uh, and I, and I think that I've benefited, you know, as much as hopefully, uh, my students have benefited throughout the years. Yeah. So like, thinking again a little bit about the book when you were sort of reading it uh the book has sort of several sections and Mm -hmm. sort of the first section is a little bit about making the case dispelling some myths giving you some new language to use with your students with purpose-driven learning Mm -hmm. and then this like sort of the back two-thirds i think is really 
what I view as sort of a workshop model, you know, walking you through how to like build this and then lots of sort of take, you know, take and go resources or almost encyclopedia-esque. Like, you know, it's, it's for you to have by your desk and be like, you know, I've done these three mechanics and my kids are liking it and I'm feeling comfortable. Let's add another one. And you can kind of just go back to that chapter and read, you know, just a page or two about another mechanic you could add to your game or an item. Uh, how, how did you feel as like, I don't know that like I've read my book several times, like as the first person that you know, it's the first time reading the book, was that an all right structure for you? Did that help you like see it? Did that capture some ideas in your head or? No, it, it totally did. And, and what I appreciated, what it, it was to me, it seemed like you were being honest, you know, when you talk about the levels or the badges, you know, and some of the stuff and you gave pros and cons. And so I sat there and there were some times where I'm like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to do this right away. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, you know, I read some of the cons. I'm like, you know, what? with, with my students starting this in, in late August or September, I might not want to do this right away. Or I'm creating now, instead of a competition, uh, I'm creating a year long scenario. I'm, I might just try to chunk it up a little bit and, and, you know, I'll use the, the experience points and the levels and the items that they can buy. And then like you said, slowly I can introduce us. It's the nicest way. I think like, just, I, I love having you on here, you know, talking to other people who are in your mm-hmm. situation through that, like such a good way to look at it. And I think, I personally think XP is a really good backbone to sort of like, mm-hmm. you can sort of hang other things on that. So if you choose like a mechanic, I think XP is a great starting mechanic because you can easily click in some of the other mechanics to it. Uh, if you are to make some items or badges, you have a thing that it can affect, you know, like you could have an mm-hmm. item that boosts somebody's XP that, you know, multiplies it for a side quest or, you know, there, there are just different things you can do. If you don't have that XP, it gets a little like you need something to manipulate. A part of a game is to have rule benders, as I call them, right? You know, yeah. but that means you have to have a rule or you have to have a thing to bend that to rule. To be able to bend it, yeah. And, and you know, one of the things that I had gone back and forth, uh, I, I run a standards-based classroom where everything is 10 points. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things you bring up is, will the XP, XP be tied to the grades? You know, because you're, you're, I'm going to put a leaderboard up. I've, mm-hmm. I've decided that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so and that's one of the things I've gone back and forth over the past few days is, you know, if they earn a, a nine out of 10, um, will that nine be added to, Boom. you know, somehow be calculated into their XP? Um, you know, and then can they do some of the other things that we do? Can that be added into their XP? And so, you know, part of it might be, yeah, their, their grade could go into it, but there's all this other stuff that would also go into earning their experience points that it might not be solely based on their grade alone. Yeah. Um, I sometimes do. So I'm a big proponent of, for the most part, separating those. There are a few times where like the project lends itself to like giving them XP or whatever. And being a fellow social studies teacher, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Like there's always, yeah. we're always doing all sorts of projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sometimes it works really well, but for the most part, the grade and the game are separate for me. And one of the things I love is it really, especially being a middle school teacher, allows you to be zany. I mean, like you could be on a field trip and you could be like first to the bus gets 100 XP because like it has no bearing on their grade, right? Like there is no Absolutely. Uh, connection. And the some of the places in which my grade does sort of dovetail in is uh, 
sometimes I give bonuses trying to heighten the collaboration. I might give like a class-wide bonus if, you know, we do so well on a test, right? Like I might say mm -hmm. this test is, you know, I, I theme it out a little bit. We're pretending that the test is like a battle between the Hittites and the Egyptians. And basically mm -hmm. we're helping the Egyptians. Every right answer, you know, is a strike against the Hittites. Every wrong answer is a strike against the Egyptians. We need to like do this much against the bad guys. So collectively, you know, I have a hundred of you taking this test, like, if you know we should be able to get there if we get basically an 87 percent or whatever and if we can get that as like the class average like you know your class will get or your house will get mm -hmm. this item this badge this bonus uh and and that's that's sometimes how i i've done it but i try not to make it too individual because I don't know. I, I have some kids that would figure it out. I mean, I'd have some kids that figure it out yeah. like, and you did, you know, you got to see on your test. Cause you know, like if it was straight up, you know, you get nine points. Yeah. They would be like, that, that, that was one of the things when I was doing that Aller academically, you know, I'd have teams of three or four. Um, and it was, you know, I might take your, the homework score and we do a vocab activity and, and the things we did throughout the week would go into a team score. But soon some of the kids would say, hey, you know, what did you get? What did you get? Because they know, well, I got a nine out of nine. Yeah. And we only have, you know, we only got 15 points. Yep. And there's and, like a three-person team. Wait a minute. So it's for, yeah. So you ask your friend, hey, what'd you get? And then we can figure out and you go, man, like, Tommy, why, you know, what are you doing? And I took that as an opportunity to, to kind of build them up and say, hey, listen, you know, we could have worked on this as a, as a group. And actually you chose to work on it all separately. What if next time you do this as a group, you all get nine out of nines and now, you know, you mm -hmm. beat that other team, you know, next week. And so, um, what, what I like though, and you talk about it a couple of times is using the, the summative assessment, you know, using the test as this, you know, a, a boss battle or as that final piece. Uh, and I, I've been trying to, I, there's notes all over the book. Nice. Uh, you know, how can I use this? Um, you know, how can I incorporate this in? Uh, and so uh, I've already sent one of my, uh, the other seventh grade social studies teacher, I've sent him probably like eight or nine texts already. Nice. Like, hey, you know, I think, I think I might change this up for the unit test. What do you think? Or, Hey, would you want to try this out with me? Um, hopefully so yeah, the, I mean, hopefully it, the response has been open to, he, to try I tell something. you what, he, he's been, and he was, he was my eighth grade social studies teacher. Nice. Uh, when Look I was in middle school and now we get to teach together and it's one of those, like we, we work really great together and, and he's been really like receptive to some of these new ideas and new stuff, new things that I've brought on. And as soon as I explained to him the scenario I'm thinking about, he was, he was like, dude, like, this is awesome. This nice. is great. Um, you know, could we do this all together? Uh, does it have to be two separate, you know, classrooms or two separate? So, uh, now he's hooked and he hasn't even read that's awesome. Twitter. He, you know, he hasn't been part of the Twitter chats. He hasn't read the book, but he's at least interested in it. That's, uh, that's the fun thing too about gamification is you really can structure your, your game. And I'm doing air quotes here for the podcast people. You can structure <laughs> your game, uh, any way you, you want. I mean, it can be each individual class. It can be a grade level. It could be a school. I mean, it, it can take on any, any way you want it to be you know like yeah you could 
you can mix students where like a team of students or a house of students is actually like some kids in your class, some kids in his class, or it could be yeah. like, you know, each class is a, is a location or a, a race or a type of people or, you know, like however you want, like, and, and all of them come with unique little interplays that you could do with that structure versus this structure. That's right. I mean, your book does a, a great job, right. Of, of explaining, you know, how to get started, but like what you're talking about, I mean, gamification is just a wide open Pandora's box, right? It is. Like you it's can a go beautiful blank in, template, man. In any direction. And there's no wrong way. And so I have some ideas. I'm like, I don't know if this is, you know, this will work, but you know what? Like, forget it. I'll try it. And if it works great, if not, I'll scratch it off and we're going to do something next time around. Try it. Yeah. Like I think gamification has definitely trained me about the like power of iteration like it designing in a vacuum and never getting it out in the world like is kind of worthless but you could say like but it's almost perfect i'm almost there i'm almost i'm gonna do this next year i'm almost i'm so close but like you know i i gotta tell you with gamification especially if it's not tied to their grade so you don't have to feel like Mm -hmm. you're denying some kids harvard track here like (laughs) you know, try this out, like put an item into play. And then it's like, Oh, I don't like like that items too powerful. Or like, maybe you don't, maybe you're going to end up not liking items for your game. And you're going to like put out three or four of them. And you're like, I don't really like how this is working. And you're just going to tell the kids, like, I'm, I've decided like we're not using items or whatever, or really just stop giving them out. And like your middle school kids will be like two months later, like what happened to those? I like, we were getting items and now we're not getting it. Like what happened? And you're like, ah, I just gave it up stores closed stores closed like it's fine it is totally <laughs> totally fine uh but i'd rather have people try those things learn and maybe in my item example for you maybe it's just that you didn't like how they function but putting them out into the world you know why you didn't like it and maybe you can correct that and fix it yeah yeah tweak it and that's one thing i've kind of gone back and forth on you know i like the idea of items and then you also have levels within the item, right? A level one spear, a level two spear. Yep. And, and I see the benefits of that. And it's like you said, you know, would it be too powerful? Um, you know, would it not be powerful enough? And, yep. and how can you control it? Because you bring up a couple of examples where, you know, student A can use a use something and then pass it on, you know, right? Could Could trade and then they can use it. And before you know it, there's a review game. And all these teams are getting frozen or they're, or they're, or they're losing points somehow. And they don't even care about the review game anymore. They don't care about the content. They're mad because they can't answer the question or they're losing XP and and all this other stuff. And then you've lost them Yep. in in my opinion. And so that's like you said, I'm just trying to find that balance. Um, So it it, it might just be, I, I have one level the first year and just kind of test run it. And then I'll start bringing in the level two and level three stuff. Well, so yeah, like a good, I mean, I love that you bring that up. For me, the level two, level three, what happens is I love items. So that they're one of my favorite parts of the game because it's just, it's what personalizes it for the kids. Like, yeah, you know, like you, this, this middle schooler, right? You could picture it opens up their binder and that, you know, some kid has three items, some kid has five items, some kids have nine items and each of them could tell you like, which items they have, why they have the item they have, what they're hoping to get. And when you start to make more and more items, <clears throat> excuse me, you start to get these different like 
almost characters that you could build out. Like somebody could be kind of the strong barbarian because they have a lot of like weapons, right? They're mm-hmm. they're in my game. They they don't select a character type, so like they're they're not becoming the barbarian, but they are in effect because like what they've chosen to do. You know what they've well, like the item combinations they have. They have a lot of things that are awesome for a boss battle. But not so great on a side quest. Like their side quest is going to earn them just the points they earn, and that's it. Other kids, like super weak in a boss battle, they can answer the questions, but they're not doing a lot of damage to the boss. But when mm-hmm. they hand in a side quest, their side quest is like twice as many points as the other kids because, like, they have like this unique combination of items that affect sort of side quest points. That right? gives them that. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, and, and, and that's where I think that, you know, again, like you said, it makes it personal. And for a middle school student, th- I, I, this fits right into their mo, yeah. right? Like when they go home, they're they're playing these these you know role playing games. They're they're doing and it, even like Call of Duty, yep, right, or, or, or Fortnite. You know those games like that. They're they're accumulating these points or they're accumulating money, and then they're buying different things with them. And I mean, this fits right into their mo. No, I mean like we're, literally, we're, my nephew uh, for Christmas got all he wanted was Xbox gift cards, and we we. Given the fact that we're in Corona, like we did a Zoom and we opened up presents in front of each other on the Zoom, and there was Ollie with like just a he like fanned out like eight <laughs> Xbox gift cards. So I said like Ollie, like what what games are you gonna buy? Because like it was enough there that he could buy probably two, maybe three Xbox games. Jeez. And uh, I mean, his only response is like, I just got Call of Duty. All this is gonna be is in-game purchases like he is going to use it to, to buy the better like rifle you know mm-hmm. the you know whatever different camo pack for you know like whatever but like holy cow like you are so right like here's a middle school kid that instead of buying a different 80 dollars game is going to do mm-hmm. what you or i as adults probably think is a waste of money like he's just going to like buy little additions to to the same game he already owns yeah but like I it's mean, that it, customization. It's like that person that he wants his own can like only so many people have this like uniform because they only sell like five of them or whatever. And he's gonna run around in that online game in his own like custom outfit. That that, that gives me a great idea. Like I I don't play many video games. I, I have like a, a PGA golf game and uh, I got in a, the Assassin's Creed um, I think it's called Origins. The one where they're like ancient Greece. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I teach that. Um, but getting hold of some of my friends and who play Call of Duty and play stuff like that. What can you buy? How is it custom? And, and I might just kind of adapt and, and do some research online. And, and what makes great. this so addicting? Like what makes this so great? And then if I can find ways to bring this into the game, then let's do it. Great you know, tip. Uh, I always tell people like, do a little light research, whether that's playing a board game, card game, video game, a little app on your phone game, like, and just play it, but also pay attention. Like what's happening? Like, oh, like some points are going up in the corner just for like staying alive. Like, oh, that's interesting. You know, like, oh, like they gave me stars, but like I only got two stars instead of three stars because I didn't do enough. Oh, like I could probably do something similar. Or like we just said for Call of Duty, there is, I, I actually don't own it, but like, talking to him i now know like there are all these like app things you can buy and add-ons mm-hmm. and customizations and and kids want that you know like so yeah in my game like could i add maybe probably 20 or 30 items that have almost no in-game effect 
accept status, except that like you own the sweet helmet. Doesn't do anything, <laughs> but you're the only one that has the sweet helmet. But you're the only one who has the special helmet. Yeah. Yeah, right. that, that's a that's an awesome idea. So, and that's really like where level one, level two, level three sort of came into my mind is I love items, but there's sometimes where it's like, I can't think of another item idea. Like right now, like my brain's just, <laughs> I can't, but I want to add some items. So then you turn to the items you have and you say, can I turn the dial up even more on this item? Like, oh, this sword's really good, but let's make the grand version of this sword that's, you know, like even more. And now all of a sudden you just made five items by looking at the ones you have and just turning the dial up or down. Because sometimes I have items that are super sweet and it's like, well, I could have made a smaller version of that. So one question that I had is when you're making these items, did you make them fit into your game or did you make them fit into the curriculum because i'm i'm going back and forth and how i should do that i my answer there is both uh, okay so i definitely have ones that are medieval themed because that's my mm-hmm. and which again i want to remind people why i teach history I, i'm in medieval time period in my class for all of like three weeks of the year like the rest of the year <laughs> yeah. that makes zero sense for my class um so I just want to put that out there that like the English teacher could choose Star Trek as their theme. Like it doesn't, mm-hmm. there's a three week overlap where that makes sense in my game. <laughs> uh, but like we were talking about earlier, my kids get excited. Like when they learn something, their imagination is so wonderful that they, oh, they want to, they want to like pretend to have that thing. So like, for mm-hmm. example, we just started our Greece unit and we just learned about the Trojan war and the Trojan horse. And I don't have that item in my game. And one of my students said like, Oh, like we need to make a Trojan horse item. Like they want, they want to like have and experience that history. So while I'm a medieval game, it makes, so then again, logically it makes no sense to have (laughs) that or like an egyptian chariot like which would stink by the time you get to the medieval time period but like they they don't care like logic can be out the window they're excited to get the egyptian chariot when they unlock that they're excited though they will be excited to get this trojan horse you know item but then like i still have all my medieval like you can get the catapult you can get the you know like whatever themed out you know you can you can get the castle or whatever um and so I, I would I would do both because okay and get inspiration from what you're learning and and th- get inspiration from them like when when they're reading something and you're you're like oh like they just mentioned you know anytime something specific you know they mentioned a person like mm-hmm. I have one Miltiades helmet and Miltiades being the commander you know like yeah uh, kids were like super excited that's a badge of mine because like. It's such an epic story about the 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 battles that he participated in that like they that became a cool thing to get. So it's just a badge. But I I could have named it any one thing. I could have named it like whatever leadership badge. But instead, it was Miltiades helmet. You went yeah. You wanted the curriculum side of it. Yeah. And I, I I think whether my kids know it or not, they're you know the rest of this year they're going to be the kind of the guinea pigs and they're going to be giving me information like you said. Listen to what they're talking about. Listen to what. The, the activities they choose and then just incorporate that. So they're going to have a lot of contribution to this game, whether they know it or not. I love it. I they're... love it. Um, well, I can't believe it, but we are already at reflection time. So uh, you ready? You ready for to spin today's quote towards yeah. what we were talking about? 
All right, so this is by the almighty unknown, a prolific writer. I mean, this 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 person's quoted all the time. They have a lot of stuff. They do. They they do. Uh, all right, so this is sometimes the smallest step in the right direction ends up being the biggest step of your life. Tiptoe if you must, but take the step. How does that strike you? Uh, well, coming to today's conversation you know, specifically, I think, you know, the small steps of just picking up your book and, and going through and, and coming up with these ideas as I read was, was great. But that led me to, you know, the biggest leap, right? The, the biggest move I'll probably make for a long time uh, in, in education. And so just by picking up that book and coming up with some ideas, now I have my storyline already set up. I have, you know, my theme, I have, you know, ways that I can incorporate the curriculum. And if you, again, if you had told me in the the spring of 2017 that, Hey, you're going to get moved to the middle school and you're going to love it. And you're going to come up with a, with a game yeah, for these students no to way. play. I, I would have told you there's no way. Yeah. And I'll bet you any dollar amount you want that that's not going to happen. Yeah. And, and, here, and, and now look where we are. And yeah. here we are. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. I I love the quote because it's a good thing for us to all remember. You know, I think as teachers, we're constant sort of idea pack rats. Like we, we're at a museum and we're like, that's a good thing. We're at a, the car wash and we see a brochure <laughs> and we're like, well, that's interesting. Like whatever, we are just constant idea pack rats, but we don't always put it into like into play. And yeah. uh, I think this quote kind of reminds us that that even the smallest step can can lead us to that second step, which all of a sudden, two years later, here you are on a podcast talking about building a game for middle school class, right? Like, yeah, it, it's, again, it, like we talked about before we started. I mean, this, this has all come around so fast, and to think, you know, like I said before, where I was a couple of years ago to where I am now, or even where I was a month ago. I mean, just a month ago, a colleague brought up the the Twitter chats, and I that's where I kind of started doing some research. So think of even where I was a month ago to where I am now. It, it's not tiptoeing. It's it's I'm putting my head down and I and I'm running as fast as I can. And if wow. there's a wall, I'm I'm putting the shoulder into PD, it and let's see what PD happens. Slip and slide. You are just Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome, right? <laughs> that would be. That would be. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh I absolutely love chatting with you i hope uh to have you on again maybe as you develop your game i'd love to sort of circle back with you for sure uh and then also fellow history teacher that's like super fun i don't know if anything just chat history right yeah that's right (laughs) that's right uh i really appreciate you coming on thank you so much absolutely thanks for having me Everyone else, thanks so much for joining uh, the Well Played community. And you can check out this podcast on pretty much every podcasting platform you can. Uh, You can also catch the video version of this on my YouTube channel. This is season four, episode 39. We'd love, love to have you check it out and post a comment. Everybody have a great day and play on.